I have only one great personal ambition, that my people may say, when this wonderful chapter of history is written, and surely dedicated to Peron, that at the side of Peron, there was a woman who was dedicated to bringing the president the hopes of the people, hopes that which later Peron would convert into beautiful realities. And this woman, the people lovingly called Evita. And this is based, biased, or BS. They're gonna tell you if it's based, biased, or is it BS? Based, biased, or is it BS? Based, biased, is it BS? And welcome to the podcast where that was so high. Two best friends. <laughs> Tell one true story. My name is Zach. And I'm Maddie. And this is Base Vice or BS. No. <laughs> Why'd we do it? I don't know. I had a wild entrance and it's just Your entrance went off from wild. there. And I thought you were going to do it again, but you went with it. So nope. it's set in stone. Yeah. I'm proud of you for it. Thanks. I'm a one-hit wonder. If Just like on a Broadway stage, you can't take it back, so you have to keep going. And just like our show was inspired by a Broadway stage. Yeah. <laughs> it was for sure inspired by a Broadway stage. What? Oh, I'm trying, okay? I'm trying to put our episode back together. For what? I don't even know where it went. When did it fall apart? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I learned um, that I have didn't even know this was a musical when I started it. I was I- appalled when I learned that you learned. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is okay, a musical. It's because there's another musical called Avita, which I know is a musical. And I said... That's the musical. This one isn't a musical. Turns out Avita and what's the other one? Aida. 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 That's yeah. Yeah. Aida and Avita are both musicals. I thought in my brain only one can be a musical and I knew it was Avita. But they're both musicals and we're not even talking about the other one because today we're talking about Avita. Yes. So when you said, I don't know that one, I was like, is, did he study musical theater? <laughs> did, did Certainly not the- this one. <laughs> I avoided this one, apparently. Well, is there a part for us in it? No. No. So that's fine. Is there a part for Madonna in it? Apparently, yes. Yeah, that's questionable. Um, <laughs> I will, I'll be honest with you. I what? have seen this movie before. Oh, okay. Because it is like one of my theater mentor's favorites. Really? Yeah. So I feel as though okay. I may. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say it like Interesting. that. Interesting. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but I, I remember watching this when I was younger. And then as I was mm-hmm. doing the research, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what my oh yeah reactions are for, so I'll be curious to mm. see what your reactions to those moments were. Um, yeah. Was this your first time watching this movie? I'm assuming. Correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I had never seen it before, and uh, um, should I just start with my film facts? Yeah, give it to me. Okay. Avita premiered yet again <laughs> on Christmas Day we wow <laughs> we keep picking them picking i don't know christmas day movies and it's not like you pick it based <laughs> on the release date it just no. keeps happening randomly yeah. somehow um in 1996 <gasps> wow. pulled directly from the stages of broadway and the west end we are back with our next musical people so get yes, ready it's about time and if you hate musicals 
these episodes are specifically for you because I've done the duty of watching it. You don't have to watch the musical at all. You just get to hear about the real story. Yeah, and he'll tell you what you what you may or may not be missing. Yeah, not much. <gasps> Music, <gasps> moving on, is by, you've heard of him, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and cool. the lyrics by Tim Rice. This yes. duo is a one of the... Now, I'm going to take a big swing here, and I could be wrong. I yeah. think Aida is also Tim Rice. Oh, really? I think it's Elton John and Tim Rice. So Oh, Elton John was involved with this movie slightly, <gasps> but then oh. dropped. Um, this musical theater duo is a infamous one. We're not going to really talk about it. No. Um, two white men, I will say. The yeah. film would go on to win an Oscar for best original song because they added a song for the movie that's not in the musical called You Must Love Me. <gasps> okay. Couldn't well, couldn't remember right. it if I tried. <laughs> uh, the movie also won three Golden Globes. Okay. For best motion picture, comedy, or musical, best mm. actress for Madonna, and okay. best original song won again. Um, can I pause you for a second? Mm-hmm. Before this movie, yeah. opinions, thoughts, feelings on Madonna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Not a whole lot, but very positive. Just okay. like current Madonna is a just an icon, a pop icon that could do yeah. no wrong. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, could do wrong, but isn't. Yeah. Right. Um, after the success of this 1976, I jumped right in. Why? Do you have um, no. opinions on Madonna? No, I was just curious. Oh, yeah, if I'm you... not, yeah, she's not one of my, I am a gay, but I'm not a Madonna gay. Oh, yeah, okay, you're not a Madonna gay. Okay, yeah, yeah, she doesn't do for much for me. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, after the success of the 1976 concept album, oh. so apparently first this was just an album by itself called Evita. That was a whole kind of in modern day what like Hades Town was it was just like a whole album before yes. it was a musical and then yeah. it just got brought to a, mm-hmm. being a musical um and then after that the following musical also was very popular so the development for the film jumped in right after this okay. in 1976 77 ish wait you said this is 1976 and the movie came out in 1996 i just want to clarify those are the words you said what a detective you are well i have a job on this show don't i (laughs) it immediately started production and immediately stopped oh and then started again Uh, and lost its funding oh over and over again for 15 years at what point do you say maybe not now maybe it's not happening it's, it's wild because it kind of jumped on the fame of the musical coming out. And then I'm like, okay, if you're going off that, why are we waiting 15 years? years. <laughs> <laughs> the original Avita in the Broadway yeah. show. Do you know who played it? No, I should. Pat, I, pa- Patty Patty Lapone. Mm-hmm. And she was offered the role of Avita's mother in the film. Oh! <gasps> Is that offensive or is that... If you're a Patti Lapone, are you offended by that? <laughs> Correct. She <laughs> immediately turned it down and has never seen the movie. <gasps> That's iconic. She is like verbal about it. She's never seen it. She said, you're going to give me mother. My eyes will never look. My ears yeah. will never hear. She literally never saw. <laughs> <laughs> So because the film started and stopped, you know, over and over, many people were attached to the project. Okay. Such as? My list is so long. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to me. Gloria Esteban. (gasps) Zsa Zsa Gabor. Wait, are these just people in general or for specifically Evita? For Evita. Okay. For Evita, yep. Um, Barbara Streisand. What? Oh. Who asked for a million dollars for the role? 
Okay. And and <laughs> half a million dollars for the uh, um soundtrack release. Oh. She's like, I'm I'm Barbara fucking Streisand. Yeah. Uh Liza Minnelli, oh. Brett Midler, <gasps> Jennifer Lopez, no. and oh. Mariah Carey. What? Were all considered for the role at some point in the film's development. I would love all of those people to be in a room <laughs> together. In, a round yeah. table. I need Fight. a red table of my Avita audition. Callbacks, yeah. My Avita callback. <laughs> but Madonna won over the director after she sent him a long handwritten letter and oh. a copy of her Take a Bow music video, which she had specifically asked the director to make a 40s, 1940s, 1950s theme for this movie. So she was like, just picture she made a, this. She made a whole music video for an audition tape. In her and letter, she also... <laughs> yeah, well, in this letter, she also wrote how similar her life was to Perone's. How they both lost a parent as a child. And how they both moved to a big city with no money or friends and still managed to succeed. Okay, she's right. She's right, but, but there's, there's a lot of differences. Is, yeah, something's missing. Madonna's white. Okay. <laughs> oh, also, well, she gets the role. She gets the role. Yeah. She gets the role. Yeah, she gets and the role. And she breaks records with the role. Records? Records, because Madonna <laughs> made records at the time with changing the most number of times with the most number of costumes. Oh. <gasps> 85 times. 85? (laughs) In one show? In one two-hour movie. Every single time she comes on the screen. Oh, you're saying she broke records with the movie. Oh, Oh, it's like the music records for some reason. I didn't know what you were saying. Oh. Oh, what? No. In the movie, she wears the most costumes in a movie at the time ever. Were you overwhelmed? 85 costumes in one... I noticed it and I said, well, she's in so many costumes. And I saw the <laughs> this fact and I was I was like, yes. Um, in the movie, she wears, get it, here, listen, no. 39 hats, what? 45 pairs of shoes, <gasps> and 56 different pairs of earrings. Those are just the like accessories with I... 85 different outfits. I've never seen that many things except in a store. <laughs> At once. It's more than a store carries. That's more than a store. 39 hats. It's wild. <laughs> Listen to me here. Hear me now. Because of this, Madonna was in the next year's Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> Holy shit. Isn't that funny? That's incredible. Like, that's not something you intend to do, is it? Do you think that the designers were like, mm. actually, like, do you see how many we have? I think it was intended possibly because it was beating the record of Elizabeth Taylor, who's also a very iconic person yeah. in the film Cleopatra in 1963. Okay. So it feels intended to me. Yeah. The record was also then beat. Madonna's record was beat yeah. by Julie Andrews in um, a musical, though. It was on stage. Victor Victoria? Star. Ah, oh, No. Star. Yeah, never heard of it. I don't Me know. either. So obviously we know Madonna for her music. Yeah. Which I'm not going to really talk about here because that's its own whole thing. Irrelevant. I want to talk about. Moment. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about her movie credits. Okay. Um. So her musical accolades span decades, whatever. But Madonna also stars in a league of her own. A fo- oh yes. Or a baseball movie. Yes. You've seen it? I, yeah. I, I, I definitely saw it as a child. I don't remember anything about it, but she's in that. Yeah, I love. And. Yes. She's also. Yes. Executive producer for the first and the second Agent Cody Banks film <gasps> starring Frankie Muniz and Hillary Shut Duff. Shut up. <laughs> There is a part of me that the mo- the, the way I knew that movies, would get you going. Mm, Agent Cody so Banks, it's, it scratches that nostalgia itch. Yes, yes, yes. It's such a good movie. 
It's such a good movie. It's not even that it's like it's like the stars, perfect. The plot, I can't exactly remember it, but I remember it being pretty dang good. <laughs> the pacing, I, I was never bored. So enthralled. My crushing, hard. On who? I'm not sure. <laughs> There's so many. Um, speaking of also giving very nostalgic. Yes. We also have starring alongside her in Evita. Antonio Banderas. Yes. <laughs> now you might think he's starring alongside her. He is not our president, Perón. Yeah, I remember being confused. Correct, correct. <laughs> his character name is Che, and yeah. he is our. His role is listed as a quote everyman. And he mm. literally is like a narrator who just yeah. sings the whole time and is in different costumes. He plays a waiter. He plays a protester. He plays a soldier. He just so pops in and sings. He's like Cat in the Hat in the musical Susical, if, if anyone is familiar. <laughs> How dare you say that to me? Antonio Banderas, the Spy Kids Daddy of our dreams. Obviously, the we're my Zorro, first. The Zorro of all yeah. of our hearts. Have you ever yeah. seen Zorro? So no, beautiful. But I tried to agree with you like I confidently had. <laughs> it's so good. They're all so good. And of course, for you, my queen, yeah. I have to yeah. mention the ultimate Puss in Boots. Oh, he's so good in it. Yes. He's was in all the Shrek films. Then yeah. he's gone on to have his own Puss in Boots. Exactly. Film franchise. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was also featured in the full length movie Madonna colon truth or dare whoa this was a madonna yeah film um that she produced that was essentially a movie of music videos basically okay kind of with the plot um and he was the sexy man in all of them and he was reviving his role as che the everyman again this was before oh before this movie yep in the 80s and they kind (laughs) of are like they're they're kind of like were maybe a thing maybe yeah and she introduced him or brought him into hollywood oh and told him he should start like auditioning for things he could do he's talented yeah so they have like a history of friendship i'll say i'll say friendship Friendship, maybe with or without clothes. Just the perfect friendship. <laughs> okay. I love this man and <laughs> Pod Daddy nomination. Yeah. He's incredibly talented. And in this movie, um, we said he plays Che and he appears in 80% of the film, but Banderas only has a total of six words that are spoken. Icon. The rest of his all lines the while. are all sung. Yeah. He does not stop singing. He has He's the in voice an opera of his of own. a sexy Spanish angel. He's oh. so beautiful. <laughs> he also does not nearly have enough awards for my liking. Oh. But he <laughs> is one of those people who is a nomination king. He just oh. gets all these nominations but yeah. never, never is gets the, the one. Yeah. Yeah. He has one. Ow. Or no, I'm sorry. He doesn't have any. Oh. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> he, he has one Oscar nomination, um, five Golden Globe nominations, two Emmy nominations, and oh. a Tony nomination <gasps> for his role in the revival of Nine. He was. I, thank you for knowing what that gasp question was. Yep, he was the. I knew that was the only one you would care about. You didn't care okay. about any of the other movies, well. but I knew that was the one. That's the only one I wrote down, too. Okay. Um, for his See? role of Guido. Okay. He's like the main dude. Yeah. And then the last thing that I have for us today. Yeah? Is a review. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> I love it's the reviews. And don't forget, review. if you watch the movie or if you know the movie, you can send us a review of your own. Come on. Our BB reviews. That would Let's be fun, know. wouldn't it? So our review today is not by a BB. Maybe he listens, but I don't know. He was on Google. <laughs> um, and their name is Sean S. 
and they gave Evita one star. If you're thinking of watching this because you like the main song, Don't Cry For Me Argentina, I wouldn't bother. Oh. It's a barrage of awful songs and acting. Just enjoy that one song and then go read a book about her instead. <gasps> End of review. Well, Sean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, lucky for you and Sean, I did read a book about her instead. <laughs> the this I'm not the intended audience for this musical. Okay. I didn't like it. I didn't okay. like this music. You didn't like the music, you didn't like the dance, you didn't like like what? You just everything about it was not for you. Well, what it kept giving me was because I know Jesus Christ Superstar, which is also by this duo. Yes. It's essentially the same exact show. Oh. Same very similar music. Okay. With but but because this one's this one's with the flair, so now we add like a little guitar solo, meaning like a Spanish guitar. Or and is it Argentinian. making you uncomfortable because these men are white men? It just was choices? not. It. I was like, why are we telling this story about Argentina sure. with white people music? It didn't feel really like. I don't know. It felt weird, and the music did not feel like the atmosphere was giving me. Okay. You know what I mean? I it was like weird yeah. music that didn't fit the space. And maybe it would work for like a stage show, but I was like, this feels so. Sorry, I don't know. I the music didn't match. The music didn't match. Well, hopefully, the story I tell you today will feel a little more authentic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. know the word. My main source for today is Vita, the Life of Eva Peron by Charles River Editors. So it's um, a biography, not an autobiography. When I was researching, there were a couple things I found that talked about like a manuscript that was found 30 years after she died. She does. She dies. We talked about a few. Yeah, but we'll get. Yeah. Um, A manuscript that was found that supposedly she had written on her deathbed. But because the members of her estate deny that it was hers or written by her, I didn't even include that. Okay. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Yay. Maria Eva Duarte was born in the agricultural town of Los Todos on May 7th, 1919. Hmm. She was the fifth child of wealthy landowner Juan Duarte and Juana Ibergorin. Her parents were not married, and her father had an actual legitimate wife and family in a nearby town. Mm-hmm. Eva was regularly taunted as a child and called bastard, and despite her father's wealth, she grew up in poverty, which yeah. established her perspective in life early. Yeah. Okay. Thank <laughs> Okay, let me just say, uh, it's so satisfying to hear someone say some words and not just be singing at me all of these facts. Because people just kept singing like the plot of the movie. And I, I'm a musical person and I just wanted someone yeah. to talk. People were like, you're a bastard child. You no. do not have wealth. You will sit in poor. And I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. She's a bastard. Okay. But it just feels so good to hear you. I just, I wanted to say that. It was good. I'm glad you're not singing right now. Okay. That's yeah. I, I won't sing a lick. <laughs> Don't in please. This. I might okay. start crying. <laughs> all right. Well, so, all right. I'm glad that was happy and joyful for us because... <laughs> I know it was like the most sad the saddest phrase and it just made me really happy to hear well okay yeah and in 1926 her father died in a car accident forcing her family to move to June in Argentina where they thankfully had access to better education Mm-hmm. that was when yeah 1926 there was a whole song that kept singing bastard because she ran into the funeral and she was like papa what? that's my papa and then all of the funeral passer people were like 
Faster child. Okay. So I'm, that's how I said. No, I, said I know no you're like, I can't stop singing. <laughs> you're doing the singing now. I just want to point out I haven't sung once and you haven't stopped singing. Most of what you said has been singing. Okay. Um, so I did see the funeral situation when I, in my research, pop up a mm. few times. Like she but, running in or her running uh-huh. in? And being denied entry because yep. of her bastard status bastard see look what you did oh god (laughs) no no it made its way um uh but she has some (laughs) siblings i mentioned some siblings to you her Mm -hmm. surviving siblings at the time and from one of the articles i read denied that that happened and was like "Mm, we have like a good relationship with our half siblings so i don't know if that is true real or not got it but i did hear about it so, um, at this time, the country is facing a lot of political challenges, but in Eva's early life, she loved to sing, recite poetry, and perform in theater, which she was very good at. Hmm. Her sister, Elisa, worked at the post office. Her sister, Blanca, was a teacher. Her brother, Juan, worked in the town's pharmacy, and her sister, Erminda, attended secondary school at the Colegio Nacional, where she was part of the theatrical group. Okay. So participating in this group sparked Eva's interest in the arts even more than she had been with like poetry. And she quickly transferred the love from theater to movies and the idea of, be, of acting in movies. Yeah. We didn't get a we're, lot of child time. It, it was the whole it was timeline of her life, basically. Sure. Again, everyone was singing, so the facts were minimal. Yeah. But she was always a performer. Yeah. Okay. So in 1934, Eva makes her way to Buenos Aires, the capital, to audition for a radio station. The Big Apple. calling it the Big Apple. Yep. That's Buenos Aires, B.A., Big Apple. Oh. That That was the song I... If you know the music, I actually just did pretty good. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Buenos Aires, B.A., Big Apple. That's Zach, what they do. I know. How did you, has you always been able to roll your things oh, like yeah. that? My oh. things. I rolled a thing that's not even there. I said Buenos, yeah. and there's no R right there. There isn't an R, but it interests <laughs> me. I just that wanted to show, to show off. off. Okay, well, you need to cut it out or I'm going to never get back to what I'm doing and ask you to keep going. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Some say Eva ran away with an older musician and others say her mom went with her to her initial move to the city. What did you see? Older musician named Augustin Migaldi. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm proud of he you for knowing care. that. Yeah, they said the name once, so I wrote it down. Yep, okay. he moved He moved with her to Buenos Aires, and they told her she was going to be a new, like, the next sensation, but she couldn't do it alone because it's a big, scary city. And so oh. she would get eaten up if she didn't have someone with her. Interesting. Interesting. Well, and what you're saying makes sense because in, ni- in the 1930s, Buenos Aires has, had become known as, like, the Paris of the South America. Mm. not of the south america of south the big america. apple if you will yeah yeah it was very it was highly cosmopolitan and artistic yeah. oh yeah but there were also more immigrants and poor farmers moving to the city for work at this time and so tension amongst the wealthy older generation of residents was growing mm. so there's two things happening at, like the art is and culture is growing and the tension is yep. growing among yep. people living there. Yep. Now, it didn't take long for Eva to book once she got to Argentina. She joined the Argentine comedy company, Campania Argentina de Comidas, and made her debut on March 28, 1935. After some positive reviews, she moved her way through different theatrical troops, each more prestigious than the last, but she always had her eye on film. So Eva describes the beginning of her acting career as five years of troubles of noble struggles when I've known the uncertainty of adversity as well as the gratification of success. Which Mm. I'm like, "Mm, I mean, you did like get in a group pretty quick. So 
Um, and I also mentioned in the uh, book that I listened to that she was fair skinned and blonde. So oh, okay. her looks did tend to get her attention. Yeah. Yeah. She um, was brunette at the beginning of the movie. Interesting. But then she turned blonde shortly after moving. Oh, yeah. She was to born Argentina. blonde. Oh, okay. Interesting choice. By 1937, Eva made her first appearance on the radio and film screen. And over the course of 10 years, she was in four or five melodramatic movies, often referred to as B-list movies. Here's the, my next issue with the movie. All right. <laughs> There's a song. Okay. It's like basically the, the love is, I think it's called the love affair song or something. I don't really remember much about it but it's all about her basically flirting with these men and then mm. using the men who are like directors or photographers yeah to you get what she can out of them and then she brings in the next man and any lover is just what she uses to like oh. social climb and that's and that's how she builds her empire oh. and yeah it felt very um written by a man the whole time yeah yeah i couldn't find anything that explicitly was like she was sleeping her way through it heavily heavily implied, implied it because yeah she would bring a man into the room and then antonio banderas would walk out of her like neighbor's apartment and have to lead the other man away who was her ex who was getting dumped oh, right then by him. He's like, I sorry, see. there's a new man who can give her more opportunities. Goodbye. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I hated it. From what I found, she found her greatest success performing on the radio in soap mm -hmm. operas and a series on radio Belgrano um, in which she portrayed famous illustrious women throughout history. So women that had, like, had influence throughout history. She portrayed um, them. She like yeah. Acted like she them? like did programs at imitating them, like things oh. they might say okay. or perspectives they would have on. Wait, I think that's wrong. No, that was right. She portrayed famous illustrious women. Yeah. Um. So the program was so successful that her thirty-five dollar a month salary quickly went to a thousand a month. Wow. And then by 1944, she was making 15000 a month from radio and motion pictures. Wow. Yeah. She's That's a lot of money. Yeah. And I feel like she would kind of be into podcasting if she were around today. Because she's oh, yeah. like this radio radio person. Yeah. She well, definitely would be. You could do your illustrious women podcast, girl. <laughs> I'd listen. listen. Yeah. Um, on January 15th, 1944, an earthquake with a magnitude of seven hit San Juan. Mm -hmm. This is the energy equivalent of an atomic bomb. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. It killed 10,000 people, destroyed 90% <gasps> of the buildings, what? and left a third of the remaining population homeless. <gasps> yeah. Did you see oh this? Oh my movie? gosh! Yeah, there was an there was an earthquake. But an earthquake in a musical. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to gauge the scale. They did a lot of. It's all obviously music, so they did a lot yeah. of things happening while music is playing. So I saw an earthquake happening, but it was like yeah. then also this '90s musical music over it. Yeah. And then they also do a lot of newspapers being like splashed onto the camera. So you have with to do like the work headlines. of like reading the information. Yeah, like, Earthquake hit San Juan. Stuff like that. Okay. So it's like so quick flashes. It's quick flashes to tell mm. you like important moments in the timeline, but I don't really yeah. see a lot of it. Yeah. So this is huge. This is detrimental to the area. Mm -hmm. yeah and you said 90 percent of the 90%. buildings crumbled yes that's yeah which is also devastating it's, it's not all on the earthquake that's also to like the infrastructure at the time was not great mm -hmm. and the way they were building buildings was not obviously prepared for an earthquake of that magnitude 
Yeah, well, it's not prepared for an atomic bomb. Yeah. 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 I'm not prepared. No, I'm not prepared. <laughs> not prepared. Now I'm scared. But someone who might be prepared and was at the time is a man named Juan Domingo Peron. Mm. He was the labor and social welfare administrator. He came up with the idea of using the country's brightest stars in entertainment to help raise money for the victims. Okay. So he's yeah. like, uh, what do we do? What do we do? Oh, the, everyone pays attention to these people. So they're raising money for people affected by this earthquake, which is most of the people in San Juan. And mm-hmm. on January 22nd, he held a gala at the Luna Park Stadium to raise funds. And it is here that he meets Miss Eva Duarte. Yes. Oh, did you see? January 22nd. No. <laughs> the day Peron meets Eva. <laughs> they really want to hammer the dates in. Literally, it's in my notes. The day Peron meets Eva. <laughs> yes, correct, correct. There was also the aspect, though, that they showed in the movie of while Peron leads these celebrities, he would bring them to, like, um, the sites, the gravel sites, and they would all have the yeah. press taking pictures and stuff. Like and then it would ground. flash. Yep, yep. It would all flash over to the background, though, and it would be the common people or the real people working actually doing the labor and stuff just like looking at the cameras flashing being like i'm who's actually doing the labor (laughs) but who's who's right why is the attention on them and not on us you know so it had that kind of aspect too which i appreciated interesting it kind of was like as she's getting involved yeah and as he isn't getting involved it shows also the opinions a lot of the upper class and the lower class it gives all of their opinions which are all different yes so that night they left the gala together and they were inseparable from then on Juan's success in handling the earthquake got him a promotion to vice president of the military government and Mm. at the same time eva promoted peron's cause by establishing and becoming president of a union for radio employees she also created an entire radio program praising the current government's achievements under peron's direction and as i was typing this i was like "Mm, is that is that propaganda i was just thinking that (laughs) it kind of is but well, so okay at, at the, i mean but it's also right. like anything you if she really believes in it and it, right. she's not just saying it because she yeah. is married to him then it's she can right. express her own views yeah so and she's not even married to him yet oh but i mean she will she get she's ava perone so she has to get the last name eventually you're not spoiling it. Yeah. Even in the musical, they kind of give this whole idea that he's just the last one that she has to get to. Conquer. Like he's the final yeah. boss. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of icky a little bit. Yeah. So by the end of 1945, Peron was incredibly popular and he was arrested in a coup by his enemies in the military on October mm-hmm. 9th. And they send him to a prison on a small island. Okay. When the news broke of his imprisonment, all the time and work he'd put in with the trade unions beforehand came out in full force. So he had been working with unions and trying to work with working class people, but mostly unions before that. And Um, they came out to support him? They organized a mass rally in front of the presidential palace, the Casa Rosada, Mm -hmm. demanding his release. And there were over 100,000 people present. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. They were all shoddy. Yeah. And she was there, too, kind of leading them. Yeah, I kind of. Well, as he got out. Sorry. Spoiler alert. As he was released, she was there to like receive him. Yeah, 
On October 17th, Juan Perón appeared on the balcony of the Casa Rosada announcing that elections would soon be held. So he, he was officially released. I, I found some conflicting things that were like some people say she was part of the riot and like leading people and some people say she wasn't there and some people like it, it's hard mm. to know exactly okay. what her involvement was. But five days after his release, Eva and Juan were married in a civil ceremony. Many thought that it was a poor choice for someone looking to lead a conservative Catholic country, which Argentina was at the time. Because Juan was now a remarried divorcee and Eva was an illegitimate child from a poor background who was actively working as an actress, which was associated with sexual promiscuity. So there's a large chunk of the population that's like, what are you doing? Okay, that makes sense because it was, I got a little bit confused because some people really liked her and some people really hated her. Yeah. The elite really hate her. Hated, yeah. The conservative, Catholic, older money really dislike mm-hmm. Ava. Um, but her background actually created sympathy with the poor and working class public. And her acting and radio personality made her familiar across the country. Mm. So that boosted her... Um, approval across the country running as a labor candidate it was easy for Perón to get the support of the working class but it was a surprise to get the support of the middle class who were tired of the chaos and the idiocy of the current and previous government Hmm. so they've got like two out of the three (laughs) yeah yeah that's a good place to be yeah Eva used her radio programs to promote Perón's campaign promises of economic independence focus on the growth of local industry and strengthening social protections in health, education, and pensions. She also began appearing at his campaign events, giving very memorable speeches, so much so that they outshined her radio and acting performances. Mm. Was Madonna a good speaker or was she a singer? (laughs) Yeah, she sang. We didn't get speeches. We sang. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a weird transition for me from like <coughs> movies to now I'm like the president or politician oh. elect's wife or whatever. Right. It was weird. But now, yeah, people love her and she is a good speaker. And a lot of times she was getting a bigger response than her husband. Yeah. As I was doing this research, I was like, oh, yeah, politics is just performance. Yeah. Of who and can she's get a people to listen to her. Mm-hmm. To who you can get to listen to you. Yeah. It was on this campaign that Ava became known affectionately and by her own encouragement as Evita. And Perón won the election with 56% of the vote. Nice. Evita. He's the new president. Yeah, he is. He's the new president and she's the president's wife. Avita unofficially became the liaison. I feel like I glitched while saying the word liaison just now. Avita <laughs> unofficially became the liaison between the government and poor communities. She started the Fondacion Eva Peron, which was funded by both the government and private donations, and it mm. provided many different services, mainly to women and children. So though she didn't work for the government directly, like necessarily she was the face of their social and economic policies her foundation was a big part of the movie yeah there was like a whole scene with her driving a car driving down the road she was kind of sticking her head out and throwing chunks of money at people who were all yeah chanting ava ava and she was throwing money from the foundation and there was a part where you could because she was just one of them who had gotten her dreams given to her there was something with the foundation of according to the musical write down your dream and give it to us and we'll pull one of them and ava will grant your dream does this make a wish (laughs) I don't know. It was weird. I was like, oh, this is for the president. The first lady that. is doing this. I am fine. <laughs> Write down your dream and we'll grant you your first, wish. 
I would never be like, Mrs. Biden, Mrs. Biden, can you <laughs> grant me a <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll rub your lamp. Don't yeah. see that. I'm sorry. Okay. What's her name? I don't even know her first name. Jill. Jill. Whatever. I think. Okay. Jill and Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. Well, <laughs> in June of 1947, Ava went on a European tour to gain allies for Argentina's new government and to boost Juan Perón's popularity. She made her way through Spain, Italy, France, and Britain, speaking with all the top people she could. Mm-hmm. In Madrid, she was greeted with enthusiasm by Generalissimo Francisco Franco. Wow. That was a mouthful. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Who was like one of the last right wing people in power in Europe at okay. the time. In Rome, she had a. What country half was hour that? Sorry. That was Spain. Okay. In Rome, she had a half hour audience with the Pope. Yeah. In Italy and was received by the president of France, Vincent Auriol. But mm-hmm. in Britain, she couldn't get a tea meeting with King George the Sixth, So she was unsuccessful there. Yeah, she does go on her. They call it the rainbow tour. I couldn't oh. tell if that was. Okay. I wrote Not it down because I was like, is I've this a found. fucking Andrew Lloyd Webber term or is this a real term? I think that's in... A-L-W-T. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. She gets kind of sick in France and they don't make it to the UK. Is what she told to me. Yeah, I read somewhere it said, I read somewhere it said she canceled, but I don't know Mm -hmm. exactly. I just know that it was not a successful part of her trip. Yeah, she failed. They kept saying, she failed the whore. (laughs) They kept calling her a whore and a slut, like what? over and over. I'm not kidding. The whore I, and the slut failed. Yeah, the oh, the God. like when it would cut to the rich class, they kept calling her the slut, the whore. Well, that's rude. Yeah, it was. Because, I didn't like it. No, especially because upon her return, Ava pushed for women's suffrage, and in 1947, she used her organizing ability to get a bill passed which legalized women's right <laughs> to vote in Argentina. Wow, and what year? 1947. 40s? Wow. The same year she went on tour. Did they include that? No. R- okay, you're going to say she went on a rainbow <laughs> tour, but you're not going to include that she literally helped get women the right to vote? All right. Oh, I wait. Maybe they did say women's suffrage one time. It oh, was, remember, but they I'm, sung sing- it I'm quickly. getting sitting. I'm getting. <laughs> I'm getting singing. Women's suffrage. I'm trying to think of it. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> suffrage. <laughs> I think so. I can't remember that. I can't. You have these trigger words that set you off. Okay. And all of the, I'll say this about his music. It's just no. all sounds the same. It's I over know. and over. The suffrage. Who are you suffer- to criticize him? Okay. Um. <laughs> Literally, I think I heard that song. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Avida would then create the Female Peronist Party, which was the first large-scale female political party in Argentina. On the other end, 1950 also brought strict control on free speech, the press, and what the universities could say. Mm. Critics of the Peronist government could be prosecuted and imprisoned, and enemies began popping up in the church and military and then the Perones really surprised the country because they announced Avida's intention to run as vice president to Juan Peron. Yeah, that was a line. That was a line. I don't have much for you, okay? That was a line and the people didn't like it. I saw people saying, no, I don't want her as a vice president. She's a yeah. wife. Yeah, their enemies and some of even their more conservative allies were went nuts because if Peron were to die, then Avida would become president of Argentina. And we mm-hmm. can't have a girl boss. Yeah. No, no. That's yeah. But. <clears throat> and it, it makes. Uh, okay. That part aside. It makes sense. Like, I don't want the wife of the no, person I, I elected to, to all of a sudden VP. now be. Yeah. No. But I want if I'm politician. in a world where I am voting for someone whose wife helped get me the right to vote and mm-hmm. who I already listen to more. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like, oh yeah, I want her to be VP because I'm only I'm only voting for him anyway because of her. True. 
Like I she like would be the person I would vote yeah. for if I voted. Exactly. So when they announced their intention to run, there were two million supporters at the campaign. So the, there were a lot of people that were like, wow. yes, you need to do this. We love this. This You have to do this. We want this. But on August 31st, in a nationwide radio broadcast, she made the, quote, irrevocable decision to renounce the honor which the workers and the people, end quote, had wished for her. So that was her saying, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. Doing what? Running for vice president. Oh, God. It's it. not happening. Okay. Um, and Perone still won with 63% of the vote that year. Okay. So good choice. But this, I remember what, watching this as a kid and being like, oh my gosh, a woman's going to run for something. Or whenever I watched it. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. exciting. And then I remember being, her, like hearing the announcement of she's not going to do it. What? Mm. Wait, you can just say you're not. And that I remember being like, oh, that's upsetting for me. That was one of my moments. Oh. At the beginning that I was like, oh, that's so sad that she's not going to do it. Because since the 1950s, Avita had been experiencing fainting spells, fatigue, and other worrisome symptoms that led her to seek medical help. You had mentioned she canceled on Britain, I think, because she was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She kept yeah. fainting a couple times. Yep. Yeah. She was diagnosed with cervical cancer, but only her husband mm. and doctors were aware. Because at the time, it was standard not to tell a patient if they were terminal. Oh, she didn't even know. She didn't she know. Didn't know. <gasps> she didn't know. I thought you were just saying it was like a secret they kept. Oh, no. she didn't even know. What no, was they didn't with tell her. her own body. Nope. <gasps> How does oh, that make man. sense? I certainly didn't know in the musical because no one told me, but she didn't even know. No. Ugh. In 1951, she had a hysterectomy to prevent the cancer from spreading, but all it did was cause more stress to her body. She went through chemotherapy, which had never before been used in Argentina, but it was also ineffective. Oh, man. I know. I know what happens, but I'm so sad. (laughs) I know. On May Day, 1952, Evita gave her last speech. It was revered as one of her most fearsome speeches, and she denounced Perón's political enemies and pled to God that he wouldn't be defeated. A month later, June 4th, Evita accompanied her husband at his inauguration parade in her last public appearance. Mm. So he did get elected again. And on July 26th, Evita died. Oh, what a setup um yeah she died we kind of get a weird timeline of the movie we like start at the beginning or we start at the end and then go back yeah and we see the reaction to her death because there's this announcement that goes off eva perone our nation's spiritual leader has entered mortality at 8 45 this evening yeah and then we see the reaction and we go back and we're like, okay, who is this woman? Why did everyone care? And yeah. then now we know why we, we care. Yeah. She was and the voice of it. everyone. Spiritual leader. She was mm-hmm. the spiritual leader of the country. And yeah. people, lis- people that had felt they never had voices before yeah. listened to her and for the first time in their lives felt like they had a voice speaking for them. Um, mm-hmm. And it was devastating yeah. for the country. Absolutely it gave me very Princess Diana vibes, yes. this whole story. So I think before I keep going, at this point in the movie, have you gotten to Don't Cry For Me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't Cry For Me was where she kind of announced um, she was kind of sick. And yeah, it was, I think you mentioned like when she was outside giving one of her biggest speeches. Yeah. That's, that's when I think it was. it's that one. Yeah, at the quote at the beginning of Don't cry the, for me, Argentina. Yeah. I the cried when I watched I that. I never loved you. Mm. Yeah. I you did it the good. Or Thank you. But the the president's palace was covered in flowers after her death. Just mm. absolutely flooded. And um unfortunately, 
Perón's second term was also flooded with mm. enemies. Before we move on from that, I want to talk about her funeral because I have a crazy film fact to share with us okay. about the scene because it's as we can kind of picture everyone's devastated in yes. real life and they want to be there so these are the people they have to put in the movie as well so the call sheet for the funeral mm-hmm. sequence call sheet is basically like all the people who are needed to shoot the scene mm-hmm. listed four thousand extras for that <laughs> 4,000 extras. 4,000 extras, which were 200 soldiers, 50 army officers, 50 foot police, 60 soldiers, 60 nurses, 300 working class women, 100 upper class women, 51 descamasados. Yep. I don't know what that is. Um, 20 naval officers, 12 naval police, 300 working class men, 15 palace guards, 8 pallbearers, 60 navy cadets, 60 army cadets, 300 middle class women. Didn't I already say that? 300 middle class men. I thought I already said that. 100 100 aristocratic men, 100 boys, 100 girls, 200 male background. (laughs) 200 male background. 200 female background 1400 miscellaneous background gun carriages coffins four army motorcycles two police motorcycles six baron carriers two half-track motor vehicles two fox tanks four army trucks and a cgi'd float and how do you manage that set how that's that's so many people in so many specific outfits and you could tell it in the movie no one was cgi'd in there except the big float Did it look packed to the brim packed to the brim that's like because it all was of 10 the soldiers blocks worth of people <sighs> 10 blocks worth of people flooding the streets and sidewalks to give to mourn yeah and be near her body wow in real life yeah okay okay yeah 10,000, or what'd you say? 10 blocks. 10 blocks, 4,000 yeah. people in the movie. Extras. Wow. And as they're parading her body to its mausoleum, there's mm-hmm. like fights breaking out in the street because people are wanting to get as close as they can to her body and to have oh. a, 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 the ability to touch it or be near it because she is a holy symbol now for these people. She was revered as almost saint-like. Yeah. I read, I'm not 100% sure if it's true, but I will say it, that like eight people died just at this, like getting trampled. Wow. I bet. In in her funeral. She's laid to rest and Perón has to keep going with his second term as president. But without Eva by his side, he can't manage the diplomat the diplomatic aspects and he has a lot more enemies and he isn't getting as many supporters as he had when he was with her. So he's eventually excommunicated from the country and Peronism is made illegal in a government coup. Whoa. Yeah. So he's thrown out of, or not thrown out of the country, literally, but excommunicated. So he can't live there anymore. And Evita's body goes missing. <gasps> what? Yeah. No one knows where it was for 20 years. It goes missing for 20 years with this government coup. She had been sent to Italy and buried in an unmarked grave. But once Peronism was re-legalized, the military revealed the location of her body and had it sent to Juan Peron in Madrid, where she would stay until his death. Okay. They're just keeping it safe? Secret. Well, no, it was a government that didn't like him. Yeah. Oh, hostage. Got it. Yeah. And hidden. Like they tried to extort the information out of someone in power and it didn't work and they just killed him. Mm. So they took it because they were like, we're taking this symbol of your people. Then Juan Perón ends up remarrying another woman named Isabella. Isabel. 
And after his death, Isabel has Evita's body placed on display alongside Perón's coffin near the outskirts of Buenos Aires. She kind of hopes that, like, putting them together and acknowledging her will get her favor with the people. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't work. Oh, okay. And the creation of her shrine does little to stop the incoming coup in 1976. So she, like her husband, is removed from office. Once the new dictatorship was in place, it had Evita's bodies. She only has one. Once, <laughs> once this new dictatorship was in place, it had Evita's body placed in the Duarte family mausoleum in the Recoleta Cemetery in Buenos Aires. It was the final home to many of Argentina's oligarchy, and it sparked a lot of controversy in the public since Evita had dedicated her life to fighting against that specific group of people, the like mm. upper class people in charge. Mm -hmm. And I kind of find it a bit cathartic that the people who tried to keep her othered and away from them wound up buried beneath and around her. True. Yeah. So that is her For final eternity. resting place. Yeah. People stop taking her body and moving it. Please. And that is the living story of Ava Perón. Because mm -hmm. since her passing, Peronism has continued on and many women have held office in Argentina. Multiple, I think more than one have you held office in Argentina. You said that word and I got confused. Peronism is now a like movement or a political party? It's a political, ide political oh. ideology. ideology. Peronism. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, it has another name. It's like justicism, justicism, where it's basically like the two main things that it cares about are social welfare and social justice. Nice. But I care about those too, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Wow. Yeah, the movie ends after her death, like right after yeah. the funeral. It's kind of That's over what right after that. Yeah. So... How did, what do you think? Um, I'm glad I got the real story and I could learn <laughs> some like real facts that were not <laughs> rhyming in a song. Yeah. I think that the movie musical. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Okay, I'm having a difficult time. I need okay. to be, I need to take my personal opinion out of it. I need to take my personal <laughs> opinion out of it. So I'm going to say, I know we've done it before and more recently, but it's going to be a biased. It's a biased. I figured. Honestly, it's sexist. It's a little bit racist. It's just like not too great. They call her the greatest social climber since Cinderella. And but I'm just like... Do we like mean? this woman or not? It was weird the whole time. I mean, to be fair, that was the cons consensus. True. Yeah. If you're her, there's people that she's polarizing. You hate her yeah. or you love her. So, so biased. It's biased for me. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah. biased. You wanted to Never going to watch it again. I wanted to say BS. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, well. I did, but I censored myself. Okay. Okay. I'm proud of you. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> well, um, I will definitely put pictures of the real Eva mm. and Madonna on Madonna. the podcast. And um, even though I only talked about um, Madonna and Antonio Banderas, there's a lot more people who play real people yeah. in the movie. Antonio doesn't even play a real person. He right. just is a narrator. But like... Perone is in it and all of her like political people and all that is in it. Yeah. I yeah, that makes sense. They just don't really have much well, they don't even have lines. They just have singing. I'll stop talking about it. Okay. And okay, next we week, get it. You didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> what are we watching week, next week? We are gonna change pace a little bit i st i haven't watched it obviously so i think there's also music involved not really a musical okay and i also again i haven't watched it so i don't know the reason for the name okay but you will be watching next week ma rainey's black bottom <gasps> ma rainey's black bottom ma rainey's black bottom don't know what it's about really but 
I think You're I gonna... do, and I think <laughs> I'm excited. I do know this part is that it's also based on a Broadway play. Play this time, okay. not a musical. Okay. So we're staying in Love. our theater realm, but you're going to yeah. have some dialogue, at least. Okay, well, I mean, I had dialogue today, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the listeners. The listeners will have dialogue to listen to, not necessarily. I meant that you'll have spoken word and not just singing in your musical movie. He's bitter, <laughs> everyone. Yeah, just a little bit of a bitter buddy. Yeah, bitter buddy needs his bottle. We gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta go. We'll see you next Friday. Uh, See you then. Goodbye. Bye. They're gonna tell you if you're But there is one really good melody. What is it? Oh, great. There's one really good one. <laughs> no, honestly, in the whole show, there's one good melody. You don't How like Don't go? Cry For Me, Argentina? No, it's a bad oh, song. My God. But in that song, oh, it has one really good. It just is like the same thing over and over, <laughs> but it just goes down so the many people, I think. Really? People like this show? I think so, yeah. I, would, I fucking hated it. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember it. Well, I know one person who would agree with you. Jody. Obviously. Good. Okay. She hates this too? Yes. <laughs> and she hates that it's Madonna. <laughs> I hated that it was Madonna too. I didn't want to say it though. You asked me you asked me at the beginning, what are your feelings on Madonna? And I was almost like, Well, she shouldn't have been in this. She was really good, but like it shouldn't have been her. Like what? <laughs>